Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. My name is Kobe Bryant, 17 years old. The hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be. He worked day and night, every day, for years and years and years and years and years. As time went on, 20 years had passed, and he felt that he had accomplished all that he set out to accomplish. But what he come to realize is that the goal that he set out initially of becoming the greatest of all time was a very fickle one. And what he realized that the most important thing in life is how your career moves and touches those around you and how it carries forward to the next generation. But he realized that's what makes true greatness. The story would be about transformation of a kid looking inwardly to then growing up and understanding the importance and the power he's looking outward. It's a great feeling to know that you set a goal for yourself. You were able to reach that goal and to knock it down. If I had the power to turn back time, I would never use it. I don't think about it. Because then every moment that you go through means absolutely nothing, because you can always go back and do it again. So it loses its flavor, it's, it loses its, its beauty. When things are final, you know, moments won't ever come again. To be able to have the power to go back and re-experience those things is, it's silly to me. When you take that jersey off for the final time, how do you think you're gonna feel? Very at peace with it. And, um, I'm very thankful you know, for the for the 20 years that I've had, and um, ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. We are your hosts, Chad Penrod and Drew Garrison. Our co-host, um, Austin Sally, is not here today. Um, he and his family are welcome, welcoming in a, uh, a new family member, baby Everett, um, was born yesterday. We want to congratulate our uh, co-host and his family on the uh, birth of their uh, baby boy. Congratulations, man. Um, and we want to get right into it. Um, that sound clip you heard there at the beginning of the, uh, episode was Kobe Bryant. <clears throat> Kobe Bryant uh, gave that interview um, towards the end of his career, heading into retirement, and that kind of hits a little deeper now. Um, For those of you that know, uh, Kobe Bryant was in a uh, helicopter accident with his daughter, Gigi, and uh, both lost their lives. Um, Kobe Bryant, uh, still so young, 41 years young, and even younger, his daughter, um, G, Gigi, was 13, gone way too soon. And, Drew, I kind of want to pass this thing to you, man. Um, you're a Lakers fan. Um, Kobe Bryant was your favorite player. And uh, I know this kind of hits hard for you. So uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, man. Um, first and foremost, in that tragedy, um, Kobe Bryant is the focal point. His daughter's the focal point uh, that we've seen all the, the the media attention, and 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 it's what affects me the most as well. But um, I think we'd be wrong if we didn't send our thoughts and prayers to the families of the seven other victims in the crash. Um, some of Kobe's daughter's teammates um, on the way to a to a camp, and I believe there was a game that Kobe was going to coach in. So. Uh, thoughts, prayers, and well wishes go out to anybody affected by that, you know, from, from Kobe to, to everybody else involved. Um, man, this one hurt, and 
I usually do a pretty good job of, okay, you know, a, a famous person has passed away, but I, I don't know that person. So it doesn't really hit me too hard. But, man, like you said leading in, this is the reason I'm a Lakers fan. It's him. I played basketball as, as a kid, you know, as a lot of young kids do. But I, I gravitated to him in the early 2000s. You know, it's kind of – I guess you could say it's a, a bandwagon thing. But at the time I was a kid and, you know, we didn't have cable at my mom's house. But I was always able to catch Kobe and the Lakers on the ABC Sunday Showcase. They were almost always on. Um, you know, right at the height of the three-peat and the dynasty, um, that was the only team I could watch. And I, I gravitated to Kobe more than Shaq. Um, loved Shaq, but gravitated to Kobe more. And then I spent my entire life from then on watching, um, reading about Kobe, you know, the birth of social media. You get a closer look at him. Um, trials, tribulations. He he came in the league at 17 years old, man. He grew up in front of cameras. Um and I, when I got the news, uh, actually Tyler Barnhart, uh, we we gave him a shout out as a Chiefs fan. He uh, he's a big LeBron LeBron guy, and he texts me, "Rip Kobe," and I honestly thought he was fucking with me about LeBron passing Kobe. And I'm like, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, for real. I was like, what the what the fuck are you talking about? He's like TMZ. So I go to TMZ.com, I look and I see the 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 preview. That says, you know, Kobe Bryant dead in a helicopter crash, and I go to click the link, and it won't load. Like, I think their, their site got flooded. And at, at the time, I'm actually at my girlfriend's mom's house, and I just can't, like, focus on the conversation going on. I, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, this is, like, really, really messing with me. And then the reports start coming in. And, and one of the things that I don't like about how it happened is, you know, there's, okay, all four of his children were there. People didn't know that. People weren't worried about being correct in their reporting. Right. They were worried about being first. And, you know, to the families that were all affected, I don't like that. But I I instantly, I I mean, I've never felt that amount of sadness of a person passing away that I've never met, that I've never known. And it's, he's honestly a huge part of my childhood. And it's crazy to to you know watch him you know through social media instagram i mean the the night before he had just tweeted lebron a congratulations at passing him on the all-time scoring list and you know all of this stuff and watching him work with his daughter and the the work that he was putting in not only for women's basketball specifically but mentoring young players in the league teaching fundamentals that i think are getting overlooked a lot with these trainers you see online and and he was really working those so he was making an impact on the game of basketball years after retiring and it it just brought up so much man like i I won't lie to you guys i cried as if i lost a family member and I, i don't believe that's ever happened to me over a person that i didn't know and so I honestly, I, I left, you know, my girlfriend's mom's house. We kind of took off and I had been at the mall a couple weeks earlier. Um, I've got, you know, a purple number 24 jersey, a white number 24 jersey. I've had them all for years. They're older. Um, and a few weeks prior, I was at the mall and I saw a new Nike white number eight Kobe jersey. And I was like, man, I'm going to buy that. And then I talked myself out of it, you know, oh, 120 bucks. I don't know. And as soon as we left there, I, I, I was like, I, I'm going to go to the mall and see if they're still there because the news was very, very fresh. And the guy's like, man, we've we've had people coming in left and right. There was one left and it happened to be in my size. So I bought it without hesitation. I came home. I put on ESPN. Uh, I think ESPN 2 is where they had the, uh, the, the, the most coverage because the Pro Bowl was going on and people's reflections you know new new news coming out about it and it, it, man it was it was rough and i'm shocked at that because i've never met this man you know and i kind of want to touch back to that for when the news dropped um obviously myself and probably millions more are on twitter and we're refreshing and um uh, re- refresh 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 is oh, this yeah. true is this true i made her drive when we left i was like i can't drive and you see what i seen that bugged me the most was so much fake news, so many fake tweets. There was NBA sources or NBA reporters, and the one that bugged me the most was Kobe Bryant and his four daughters on a helicopter 
all pronounced dead. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. Pronounced dead means somebody has pronounced them dead. And I mean, it's bad enough that he lost his life, you know, but with his daughter losing hers, it's, I mean, I have a 14 year old and she was 13 and I can just only imagine what Vanessa and the other three little girls are, are going through, man. I mean, one just born in June and you know, they lost a, a dad, a husband and, and, and a sister and a daughter. Um, but like I said, um, like who would report that? Like, why would you not knowing for a hundred and ten percent who was on that helicopter, and you report that Kobe Bryant and all his daughter? I just that's absolute bullshit. Um, Cold blooded. I mean, I I I just don't see how someone can do that. Um, I kind of want to get into it. I mean, you kind of gave your uh, you know, why you were so fond of Kobe, and you know, and the reason why I'm such a huge Kobe fan was, you know, people want to talk about the, you know, the 60-point game and the 81-point game and, you know, you know, and what, you know, what he did on the court, you know, points-wise and stats-wise. But, man, when I think of Kobe Bryant, the first thing that comes to my mind is just the ultimate competitor. Ultimate. Man, so, like, you know, that's something not LeBron doesn't have. I'm not sure Michael Jordan I'm not sure he did was either. as competitive as Kobe Bryant. Like you heard in that video or you know, in that in that uh sound clip there in the front, um, at the beginning of the show, the dude was in the gym every day for years, seven days a week, you know, just getting it, just perfecting his craft, just trying to become the best. And I have kids, you know, and you know, and when they ask me, you know, who who is the ultimate competitor? Like, who should I watch? What you know? Who who should I follow? Man, Kobe Bryant is at the top of that list with Tom Brady. Um, and I remember his last game. You sent a Snapchat of of Mason, your son, up later than normal, and you weren't telling him to or coaching him to, but he was watching Kobe's last game, and that's we were all. I mean, I I teared up when that happened. We were all kind of kids again in that, you know, as corny as that may sound, but it was just the impact that he had. It's just incredible, man, and it's... I think our our generation and, you know, and especially the the, the younger, you know, the teenagers um, out there, I I don't think we or them got to see that much of MJ to really be like, Man, watching MJ was great. You know, we grew up on Kobe. It's Kobe and LeBron. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I know you guys see this all the time, but everyone shoots a a wad of paper into a trash bin and says, Kobe. I have for years. You know, and, um, what you know, just the impact that he's going to leave behind and, uh, you know, you just see people coming together, you know, and um, just for for this guy. And uh, it's just, you know, it's sad. It's, it's very sad. And that's the beauty in it. You know, if there is any to be found. There was always the Kobe LeBron argument. You and I engaged in it, you know, when he was playing for your Cavs. And there was always the, you know, Kobe LeBron, Kobe LeBron, Kobe LeBron. And, you know, now it's just after he retired, he he befriended LeBron um you know just recently he was at a Lakers game courtside with Gigi um you know they had a nice embrace um they they had developed a friendship through Team USA playing together and that that kind of went got put to bed and you know I remember when uh the Lakers first signed LeBron Kobe's first reaction was I love it in all caps I love it and that's that's all he ever wanted you know the Lakers to be great the Lakers to win the Lakers to have the best and now I mean, LeBron hasn't even said a word, man. I think he's real tore up about it. I mean, I don't know personally, but there was a video. I think uh, TMZ dropped a little yeah, LeBron getting that. off the plane, you know, and uh, in tears. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's hitting LeBron really hard. But the person I think that it's hitting the most, man, is Kyrie Irving. I mean, those guys, player wise, yeah. If you yeah, players wise, if you if you go back and you look at 
um, Kobe on one of the late night shows. He, they talk about you know who are you, what player are you, would you say you're closest with, and he says Kyrie. When Kyrie got the news, he was at uh, Madison Square Garden, getting ready for a game against the Knicks, and left. Yeah, he went home. He, and I and I, that's the thing with the NBA too. Why are you making those guys play yesterday? They should have canceled games, and and we just found out before we started that the Lakers and Clippers will be postponed on Tuesday. Um, I have mixed feelings on that. The Clippers have already played a game, but I, I understand for the grief of the Lakers organization. I mean, top to bottom, man, he had his hands all over it. Part of me is like, okay, Kobe would want him to go out there and play, but on the other hand, I'm like, okay, I I get it. But I mean, yeah, man, I mean. Players all over social media. Doc Rivers could, I mean, hardly speak. I mean, you've seen players like uh, Bradley Beal, you know, just bawling his eyes out, and you know Tyson Chandler, who was one of Kobe's teammates. And you, you know, I just don't like the NBA putting them in that in that spotlight of yeah, grown men crying, you know, while they're uh, trying to gather themselves, you know, and uh, I just feel like they should have canceled those games. It's yeah, and there were a lot of really cool tributes, man. Teams letting the shot clock run down for 24. Teams taking backcourt violations for eight. Um, Trey Young came out and started the game in a number eight jersey. Um, a lot of really cool tributes, a lot of really cool messages on their shoes. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of really cool things that, you know, they, they did have to play the game, and they, they honored him very well. It's just one of the one of the most impactful parts of this to me is just and, and Colin Coward touched on this very well. I watched a video today. There are two things in the world that bring us together. You know, it's not politics. It's not you know, sports unifies people. Even if you have teams that hate each other, I I, I work with two Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We hate the Steelers and they hate the Bengals and we give each other shit all the time. But I mean. I think you're similar to me in the regard of, you know, I'm out in public. I don't know you. I don't want to talk to you. You know, I, I see somebody. If it's somebody I don't know, I don't want to talk to you. Stay away from me. Give me my space. But how many times have you been at a football game or a basketball game, high-fiving the guy next to you that you've never met in your life? That and how many times have a conversation been going on to your left or your right behind you and you hear it and it's sports and you just you, you want to put your input yeah. in, you know, like – and you go to the gas station, man, you know, and I, I kind of touched on this on Facebook last night because I just had a post I wanted to get out, I guess, as I was processing things. And 95% of the time I'm wearing some sports-related clothing, shirt, hat, whatever it may be, you know, and, and you bump into somebody at the gas station and they, oh, yeah, you know, the Bengals got the shit kicked out of them last week or, you know, whatever, and you, you have those conversations. But I, I walk in wearing regular clothes and anybody starts talking to me, I'm like, what the hell does this guy want? But sports just breaks it down instantly. I'll talk to anybody about sports. And it's crazy how they can impact you. That's that's what really hit me last night because I felt like I lost a member of my family over a basketball player that I never met. And it's just crazy how we watch sports and we unplug from everything, you know, Life, bills, kids, responsibility, job, lack of a job, whatever it can be, all the all the crazy shit and the shit that stresses us out and weighs on us. When we turn on that basketball game or we turn on that football game or we even start a conversation about sports, everything else goes away. Very true. It, it can be a saving grace. You know, you and I are both coaches. We found a lot of joy in coaching the game. And that's another thing. When I go to football practice – I'm not thinking about my bills, my job, my argument with whoever. And it, it can bring everybody together and bring you so much joy. But, man, this is the first time where it's like, holy shit, sports can hurt, you know? Definitely. I, I've seen the Bengals drop big games, and it stings, and it sucks. And But this person that I spent, you know, nearly 20 years of my own life, because he came in the league in 96, I was still pretty little, you know, I wasn't – fully tuned into sports like that yet and now I watched him win championships and beat the Celtics you know the Lakers Celtics rivalry I watched him win one without Shaq for the first time and and all of these things and it's just some of the greatest sports memories you can have is your team winning a championship and he did that with broken fingers and and bum ankles and bad knees and and he would he couldn't he wouldn't play 
unless or he wouldn't not play excuse me unless his body actually told him he couldn't the man snapped his achilles tendon got up made two free throws and walked himself off the court you know and it's just one of those polarizing captivating icons that we hear about in sports and if you're not a sports fan you don't get it right you know people that don't like sports and i've seen some really tasteless things going around on social media but you don't get it and we, we become attached to these people. You know, we we watched his kids grow up. Yeah. And he he wasn't sick. He wasn't old. He was, I mean, he was taking a helicopter and flying to coach his daughter, which is one of the things he loved to do the most. And I saw a really cool interview that he did with Alex Rodriguez about that um, today, actually. And it was really, really eerie to, to watch. But it, the, the general point is, and don't quote me on anything, but... They asked, you know, why do you take helicopters to games and practices? And he said, well, it got to the point where traffic was so bad that I was on my way back from practice and I would miss a school play or I would miss this and I miss that. And he said, I need to find a way to where I can still fully invest myself in my craft like we know he did maybe better than anybody that's ever played the game, but also still be there with my family so I can get from point A to point B in 15 minutes on a helicopter and go pick my kids up from school. And he said that his wife was like, well, don't worry, I can pick them up. He's like, no, I want that. I go on road trips. There's times I don't see him. I want that. So he started flying to games, and I truly don't believe it was to be a big shot or, or, or flash his money. It was this is something that I can make sure that I can still have the time with my family that I need, and it's just – crazy that you know he he passed away in a helicopter with his daughter you know you bring that up and uh one of the things that i'm always going to think about when this is brought up is we we just hit on how he was the ultimate competitor you know and he had just retired and i was like how can someone who loves the game like that ever not want to play the game but he found his second life after basketball and you could tell when he was at these games with his daughter and with his wife and that he was just at peace like yeah he just was a family man now you know and you know the last video they had was him and and, and Gigi sitting courtside and he's just breaking down the game to her. That's an incredible video, man. And it was cool when we first saw it, but now it's like, oh, my God, that, that really hits. And there was another time he was on The Late Show, and he brings up talking about oh, I love this. how, uh, I don't know, his friends or whoever said, you know, hey, you need to have have a boy, you know, to follow in your footsteps. And Gigi would snap at that person, hey. Hey, I'm going to be the next star, you know, yeah, and, and Kobe believed that Kobe believed that she was going to be, you know, whether it's the WNBA or, or whatever it was she wanted to do. And he had her back. There's so many videos of him practicing with her and um, just just helping her become um, great at basketball. And who else to be your teacher than your dad, who is Kobe Bryant? And, you know, he always said she wants this. I didn't force her to pick up a basketball, you know, and he 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 loves the game so much. But he stepped away in the playing aspect because Kobe always said he's going to get everything he's got. And I think he truly knew that his body wasn't going to give anymore. Um, I think a part of it was him wanting to leave the Lakers in a good place because it got a little nasty there, you know, in the mid 2000s where he said he wanted out and, and, you know, they, they go get Pau Gasol, they get him what he needs and he stays a Laker for life. Um, but a lot of the time you don't think about that, you know, until, okay, he stepped away, but it's like, he is, he's calm. He's at peace. His Mamba out speech at the end of his last game really showed that. And, you know, they said, okay, LeBron's here, man, you've had a year off. You ready to get back into it? And he's like, not a chance in hell. He's, yeah. he's doing what he wanted to do. And, it's just it's heartbreaking man like it really is like i i still see a video or see a highlight or see a tweet and i just get choked up and and i'm not afraid to admit that man because sports mean that much to me i mean we have a fucking room in my basement so we can sit here and talk sports i just wanted to bring up something here that i actually i seen it being tossed around facebook today 
Um, but I was actually going to bring this up before it got um, tossed around Facebook a lot. And I was thinking back on Kobe, and I was like, man, what is my favorite Kobe quote? Right. You know, and there's so much that Kobe said. And you can go on YouTube and find so many interviews. And, man, not only was he great at basketball, but, dude, he we were talking about this before the show started. He would murder interviews. He oh, just, yeah. Have you hyped up? Just so determined, man. And, you know, and that just goes back to – Hey, this is what I want my kids to see if they're ever in sports or Absolutely. if they're ever doing anything in life and that you know they ever feel like they can't do it. You know, this is the kind of things I want to watch. I want them to watch. But the quote uh, reads this and Kobe actually said this. It says, "I have nothing in common with lazy people who blame others for their lack of success. Great things come from hard work and uh perseverance. No excuses." And That's Kobe. That is just, that is Kobe Bryant. To a T. Um, he didn't never give excuses. Like you said, he was injured so much, and it was never towards the end of his career. He was injured a lot, and but it was never an excuse. You know, the, the man never used it as an excuse, and he got back in the gym, and he healed, and, and, he, and he got back out on the court. Anti-load management. I mean, unless he literally could not drag himself out on the court, he was there. I – it's just so hard to put into words because you think of so many things, you've seen so many things, you get reminded of so many things, and it's just, I, I don't know if I'll ever connect to a basketball player that way again because that's that's my childhood. I'm a grown man now, you know. I'm 28 years old. Right. Do I like LeBron because he's a Laker? Yeah, but it, it, he's not Kobe. He's 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 LeBron, but he's on Kobe's team. Right. You know and. And a lot of people feel that way. And, and, you know, I stay with the Lakers. I'm not a player movement guy where I switch teams based on a guy. Um, but to be honest with you, if Kobe had left the Lakers, I think it was 07. Um, if Kobe had left the Lakers, I might have. Um, it, you know, and, and maybe I'd look at that player movement fandom a little bit differently. Um, sports can have such a big impact, man. They can they can do so much good and, and sometimes bad for you, but – I love it, man. Like I really do. Like there's nothing, there's nothing to love more than this. And, and you unfortunately, know, and this is just one of the very dark times that being such a big fan can bring you to. You know, and th- and this isn't a knock at LeBron by by any means because times is times have definitely changed. But you know, as you could as you've seen with Mike, you know, those guys never switch teams. Right. You know, if you wanted to play with Kobe, you were coming to L.A. You know, it, they didn't build a. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was times with. Who was it? Carl Malone and Shaq. They, they tried the super team thing. It, it didn't work. Um, but yeah, you know, Kobe was a Laker for life, um, and and that's the way it should have been. Yeah, two two numbers hanging in Staples Center forever. Um, and the NBA need to retire both numbers, both of those numbers. By the way, and and there's a very good argument for that. And Mark Cuban, something very very cool, said a Dallas Maverick will never wear 24 again. Um, an ambassador to the game too. It, it would be wrong to not talk about the impact that he had in Asia. I mean, you've seen the NBA over the last fifteen years or so explode globally. You know, David Stern, who recently has passed, had a lot to do with that, and Kobe was very active in Asia. Um, you know, going over there doing events. You know, there's Kobe jerseys everywhere. He was a huge part, and I'm not going to say it was all him because LeBron has been a, a, a huge part in that as well. But he had a very, very big part and the globalization of basketball, and and he always embraced that. He he embraced other countries. I mean, I watched an interview today where he, he did the whole he answered the whole question in Spanish without missing a beat. He was worldly. He wanted to understand everything, and and he took that into after after his career. I mean, he's an NBA player that won an Oscar, you know, for right. for for Dear Basketball, which was his short film about his retirement and announcing his retirement. So. He was relentless in everything. I mean, body armor is blowing up, man. Kobe started that. You know, he's he's outside of that. He's still got shoes releasing from Nike, you know, post, post-retirement. He's still – he's had his handprints all over the game, and it's just it, – it's hard, man. Like, it, it really hits me to a point that I didn't think I could feel about a person I didn't know. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. And Kobe, Kobe, man – if you ever do hear this somehow, some way, you've impacted millions and millions of lives, man, and we thank you for that. Um, 
and thinking about, you know, that we want your guys' thoughts on that too. You know, uh, once we post this up, comment, tell us your favorite Kobe memories. Uh, tell us your favorite things about Kobe. Um, the, the, the best thing we can do for Kobe's legacy is never let it die. And, and I, I truly don't think we will. Getting into my favorite Kobe memory, um, there are a ton, man. There's the 81-point game. There's 61 at Madison Square Garden. There's there's you know snapping his Achilles, making his free throws, and walking off. There's game winners and, and so many things that flash through my mind, man. But those 2010 NBA Finals against the Celtics, the Lakers' hated rival, um, Kobe's got you know a broken pinky, I think, or a broken ring finger on his shooting hand. Um, going up against those Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Rondo Celtics um, after losing to him in, in, in 08. Um, that's probably my favorite memory, man, because he just took over that series, dominated it, and that was that was Kobe. That was Kobe, and I, and I'm with you. You know, I, there's so many so many Kobe memories. You know, and and it, as you know, I, I like the Lakers. I'm obviously I'm a Cavs fan, but I never dislike the Lakers you always had a a side of you that wanted the Lakers to do well if the Cavs weren't and you know with that being said coming into the year I wanted absolutely nothing more than the Lakers to fall flat on their face this year you know get beat by Kawhi and the Clippers or you know like I always said it was a matter of time and you know Katie and Kyrie got together but for the rest of this year man I I just I want nothing more than LeBron and and AD to deliver a, a championship and, and just dedicate it to Kobe and and it just feels so right that that's what needs to happen. Like you won't hear me bash on the Lakers the rest of the year because you know I'm 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 a Lakers fan the rest of this year and I I, I truly hope that somehow some way that they can get one for Kobe and it, it would just be so fitting. And uh, like I said, I, I don't want to see. Nothing more but that. Um, and, you know, getting into my, my fondest memory of it, man, like you said, there, there's so many memories of Kobe Bryant, what he did on and off the court. But, you know, if I'm going back to the on the court, Kobe Bryant went out in the most Kobe Bryant way. That was in my mind, too, against man. Against Utah, man. I mean, the world's watching. You see Snoop Dogg and uh, Jack Nicholson, obviously, Shaq. is courtside and Shaq and – all those guys and Kobe just, you know, they had such a bad team. Um, and he just delivers, man. Was it 60 points? 60 points. 60 points. Kobe puts the team on his back one last time. For a win. One, one last time against the Utah Jazz and just just takes over. Like you said in 2010, man, Kobe just took over. And that's what he did that game and, and went out in the most Kobe Bryant way possible and I don't think people are ever people that watch that will never forget that game because that ever that that's Kobe Bryant to a T that's what he did um that was uh that was the the Mamba man that was uh um the mentality he had you know you that that's the mentality he had hey get on boys get get on my back for <laughs> we're, we're gonna win this thing and they they're they're replaying that tonight. Uh, recording this on on a Monday night, they're replaying his last game tonight on ESPN at nine o'clock, and I'm gonna watch it as it as if it was the first time. I've got videos saved on my phone from that day, and 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 that was up there too. The Celtics finals, though, man, that was like peak Kobe. That you know, and and, and one thing that I did see online that I really want to advocate for now more than ever, just because I. I Sports-wise, I've never had a sports icon or one of my sports heroes die and, and somebody on this level. And it's, okay, I saw a picture, and it was Jordan with his arm around Kobe and, and LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. And it said, let's stop comparing, just appreciate. Yeah, appreciate the greatness from those three guys that everyone always compares. And they all had their generation. Jordan was the 90s, you know. Kobe was the 2000s, the 2010s, and then LeBron kind of creeped in after the So I would put, you know, Jordan the 90s, Kobe the 2000s, LeBron there in the 2010s, you know. And we can just appreciate that and let it lie. I mean, obviously you'll never stop the debate, but you know, and and I did so much of LeBron hating and and you know when Kobe was at the top of his game and and, and now looking back at it, it's just like, man, these guys can literally be gone in a second. Let's stop comparing everybody and let's just appreciate who they are. And that's that's one of the best things that I think we can do now. And 
you know, like I, I touched on earlier, his embrace with Kobe since Kobe has retired has been really cool to watch. And I, and you know, I hate to turn it back to the actual game on the court, but Kobe would, Kobe oh, would, yeah. Kobe would focus on basketball at a time like this. Oh, and definitely. I, I'm critical of LeBron. I've been critical of LeBron on Twitter, Facebook, here on the podcast. Um, Something about it, man, and maybe it's the fan in me. Maybe it's it's me trying to find the silver line. And part of me thinks that LeBron might just go ape shit, man, and really he might win one for Kobe. I, I, I hope I, he does. I get that feeling, and and you know, there's there's guys like Iggy that okay, maybe he wants to be a part of that, you know. And there's so many things that he touched so many people. If you're not rooting for a team that's contending for a playoff spot, you know, if you're a Cavs fan or, or a team that 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 has no shot to win, and that's no offense. I think most of the world's going to be on the the, the Laker train. Oh yeah, the, get ready for the at least for the rest of this year. That bandwagon yeah. is about to be full, <laughs> and and the bandwagon is open. I speak for all Laker fans. We are welcoming all of that because the support and 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 seeing how many people truly appreciate one of the greatest players to ever pick up the game has been one of the coolest parts about this. Um, I I could talk about this for hours. I'm sure you could too. Um, you know, some of our personal views and, and, and impacts and, and things that Kobe has done, you know, for us. But uh, we can transition into, you know, some other topics. It's not, you know, something that we can really put into words. And I, I, I couldn't even sit in here and think about, you know, what are we going to talk about about Kobe? I was like, dude, we just got to cut these mics on like we always do and just wing this. And that, and I think that's where you get the most organic. So we can transition into, you know, before some we do, topics. If, before we do, if you don't mind, um, you know, Jay Williams said it the best, man. When that he, was amazing. When he, when he cursed on ESPN, and we just want to um, put that back out there. And, you know, if you have a family member or you have a good friend, man, let, let that shit go. Absolutely. And let that, that shit go, man. If if there's one thing that it shows you with, you know, Kobe and his, uh, his daughter just dying suddenly, man, tomorrow's never promised. No matter how um, much money you have, no matter – who you are, how you know, how big of a hero you are. That that could that could easily be me tomorrow on the way to work, and I would hate for me and you to have some stupid argument and be mad at each other, and then find out something tragic happened to us, let alone, you know, anybody else in your life. So, Jay Williams was was very candid, and I like that unfiltered, and that's true, man. Let that shit go. So, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Kobe Bryant, man. Um, Kobe you're, Bean, you're you're gonna be missed. By millions. Uh, but let's transition this, you know. Um, let's kind of move on here a little bit. Drew, I uh, I asked you a question, and and I'm going to get your take here in a second. Um, and then I'm going to give you mine as well. But, hey, this is one big to me that I really want to hear feedback from everyone that follows us on uh, social media. Okay. I asked Drew this question, and actually I asked it up to Austin too, and – Maybe we can get Austin's uh, answers on our next episode uh, this coming Thursday. Drew, do you remember the question? I asked you, I said... Um, we talk about sodium much <laughs> every day, dude. I asked you, I said, uh, if you could have one player from your division, and I'm talking NFL, who would the player be and why? One person from each team or one person from the division? One person from each team. So okay. I'm a Browns fan. You're a Bengals fan. So we're talking AFC North. We're talking Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers. What person off each team would you want and why? And let's start by uh, – let's start with the team. Let's start with the team that me and you fucking hate. <laughs> let's go uh, uh, to Pittsburgh. What Steelers player do you want? You know, they're an older team, um, so if we're thinking in terms of building a team, that could go any way, but I'll just look at it generally. Um, and he's young, but I, I from from a Steeler, Devin Bush. Um, reasoning, obviously I'm a big Michigan fan. Um, the Bengals were going to draft him. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And Pittsburgh traded up and stole him. Um, they stole someone the year before that. Wasn't it like Artie Burns or no? We we got William Jackson. Oh, and they, they had and to they, sell for Artie Burns. Artie. Like you they guys wanted did with the yeah. center. 
Well, that was okay. Um, well, <laughs> Billy no, Price. no, Billy Price wasn't okay. Us stealing William Jackson from the Steelers was okay. Um, so my reasoning behind that is is obviously the Michigan fandom, the the fact that I thought the Bengals were going to draft him. Um, but but looking at team need, um, the 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 Bengals need linebackers. They need fast linebackers. They need linebackers that can cover. They need a Devin Bush. Definitely. And I think for me, that would be the one guy if I could if I could log into Madden. And trade him make to the Bengals <laughs> and make it real. It would probably be Devin Bush. You know they've got a lot of talent there, but I'm not taking Ben. I fucking hate that guy. Um, as good as he is, they don't really have that stuff. I mean, Juju w- would probably be second. But if if I'm looking at you know actual needs of the Bengals right now, Devin Bush is my guy. So for you as a Browns fan, who would you take? So I'm torn between two. Okay. Browns fans knows, and anybody that watched the Browns, Baker got hit a lot, and uh, yeah. Villanueva, I believe that's is that how I say Alejandro it? Villanueva, yeah, Villanueva, one of the Steelers, the Steelers I really Steelers like. Left tackle is a very good left tackle, um, and I'm torn. Do I take Villanueva? Could help the Browns quite a bit. Who would watch Baker's uh, backside? Plus, I love his background. The uh, was he army military he guy? Serve, serve and he, military, you know, he yeah. just just a an all out football player. So it's between Villanueva and I know I, I know I said just one, but I'm like I said I'm torn. The other one is Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Minka and God, if you go back on my Twitter, you see me just give the Steelers so Rip much em. shit. I did too for giving up a first round pick for uh, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who totally changed their defense man yeah. oh yeah and, and we got into this discussion um you and i in austin um and we talked about how the safety position has all of a sudden become so important having Crucial. that center fielder out there that ball hawk who can who just comes out of nowhere and either lays the hit that makes the receiver or tight end drop the ball or just picks off that ball i mean and Minka, like we, like I said, man, just revamped that entire fucking picks. defense. So how many touchdowns? I he three or four touchdowns, I he, and I think he scored. <coughs> excuse me, three or four. Um, and and had the Bengals not have Jesse Bates, who's in uh, off of his second year, uh, been pretty impressive. Not Minka level by any means, but been good. He would have been up there for me as well. But man. That that very well. I mean, I think what did they finish? Did they finish eight and eight or was it seven and nine? Um, the Steelers. I, yeah, believe the Steelers were eight and eight. Yeah, uh, they had an eight and eight record. Yeah, because they were behind the uh, the Titans. But they may be a four win team without that guy. Yeah, uh, they were off at the I beginning mean, of the season when Ben went down, and the defense didn't even look that good. Yeah, um, and they they go and get Minka, and the defense totally changes. Yeah, so so for the for the Browns too, I could see that like and. You tell me the Bengals can go get Minka right now. I'm going to be all for it. But you know, team need and and some 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 homerism, some some Michigan connection to Devin Bush. Um, I I just I see him slotting into the Bengals defense right now and and making a huge impact. So that that would be my pick. Minka, another very good one. Those are probably the two best young talents on that team. You know, Juju's Juju's good. Juju to me, and I know they had a bad quarterback problem there pretty much two third stringer mason rudolph sucks terrible um and duck come on get real get the Um, fuck out of here juju just he you know he didn't look like a number one receiver to me i you know i know pittsburgh fans will argue that and you know, I just think his role is, you know, a, a really good number two receiver. Yeah, it, it, it's easy to put up the numbers he put up that first year when Antonio Brown's on the other side of the exactly. field. Exactly. Getting um, all the attention and you're getting constant one-on-ones. Right. Um, so that's good. So let's – let's uh, Baltimore. Let's go to Baltimore. Yeah, let's, let's switch down here. Uh, you go ahead and go first on this one. You're a Browns fan. You can have one player from Baltimore. Who is it? And this, this could be good. You probably aren't going to expect this. Um but I'm going to build that secondary up just because I see what uh, San Francisco is doing. So I got I'm going to put Minka back there. And I'm going to have already I already have Denzel. I'm going to go with who I think is the best cornerback in all of in the NFL, Marlon Humphreys. You know he doesn't get a lot of talk. He's he's overshadowed. He uh, like you said he doesn't get a lot of attention. But man, that guy will lock down a number one receiver and 
when they added Marcus Peters to the other side and Marcus Peters pretty much got to settle on that second receiver, um, that secondary became fucking uh, – they they got good, man. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people say, oh, come on, you know, Lamar Jackson, Lamar this, you, you know, and like on the last episode, Lamar's great, you know, but I haven't seen enough of Baker yet. I've I got a good season and I got a, a bad season, and I'm not giving up on Baker yet. So I'm going – on the defensive side of the ball. And I was real close to saying Mark Andrews because we talked about it with uh, Kittle and, and Travis Kelsey. A tight end is, is huge, you yeah. know, in the, in yeah. the NFL. But if I can have Denzel Ward on one side, Minka, the ball hawk in the back, and Marlon Humphreys on the other side, I like my chances on that secondary. And Marlon Humphreys a guy that – you don't hear talked about a lot, but corner is one of those positions where if you're not a loudmouth, a Richard Sherman, a, a Daryl Revis, if you're a guy that kind of just grabs his lunch pail and goes to work, you don't get talked about a lot, but it's a good thing. Exactly. You know, because you're not talking about the guy getting burnt. I mean, his stats, you know, he had he had three, um, three interceptions this year, um, two forced fumbles, uh, three fumble recoveries. I mean, he's getting the ball back in their hands. Um but you don't talk about him because he's not—he's not, he's not a, a, an expressive guy. But it, there's two positions that I think in the NFL, if nobody knows your name, it's probably pretty good, and that's corner and long snapper. Uh, you know, the long snapper doesn't get talked about unless right. he fucking snaps up. Um, so that's that's another really good one. So, you know, I'm taking Marlon Humphreys. Um, what, who you got? Who you got over there in Baltimore? That one's kind of tough. For me, um, I think the easy choice is Lamar. Um, You're about to get Burrow, but we we well we talked about on the last episode that, so I, I wouldn't do that. Um, you know, Marlon Humphrey is a good one. The Bengals could use a an upgrade over Drake Kirkpatrick. Um, that's a good one. I I almost it's 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 weird because he's older, but Earl Thomas, man, I yeah he he's battled injuries, but. The tenacity he brings to the back end of a secondary, the ball play, you know, the ball ball hawking skills that he has are, are, are a little underrated, but he I, still I'm gets it. I'm surprised you would do that because um, because if you're letting me build a team right now, I'll, I'll take Jesse Bates over Earl Thomas just just on age alone. Yeah, Earl's more of the 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 strong safety than the free safety that that Bates plays, and Sean Williams is serviceable. At, at the at the strong safety position and run support he's pretty good he gets burned a lot in coverage and he all we he gets hurt <laughs> every game like three times but he's never actually he's hurt. never hurt he, i don't know if he needs some air i don't know if he <laughs> wants we, a playoff to get some we've Gatorade talked about this for two water, years next year listen Bengals fans if sean williams <laughs> is still on your team count how many times a game he gets injured but he isn't injured he's back in in like two plays I don't know. I don't know what it is with that guy, but the guy is always hurt, but not hurt. So, so I, Earl, Earl's. I mean, he's up there, but I, I don't know. I think he could bring a toughness to it. You know, there's there's none other receivers that you know. Hollywood Brown, eh. You know, Mark Andrews is really good. Mark Ingram's older. Um, so the, that that's a little bit tough. That's a weird team because they're built, and, and we we hit on this when Austin was in, I, I believe, on the last episode. They're built a certain way for them. There's not a lot of those players that I think you can plug and play on other teams, and they're going to have the same result. And we're not throwing shade at Lamar here, obviously. No, no, he's the MVP. But they're going to the Bengals are going to get Burrow. We're only in year three of Baker Mayfield. The Bengals are locked in on Burrow. We're still locked in on Baker. This is just who would we want to build our build our team as is right now? Who could we add? So. uh I'm gonna go to your. I'm gonna go to your team, and I know you have a team. But I guess if you have one player, you have to keep the Bengals. If if you said you look at that 53 man roster and you have to break it apart, and you say, "All right, we're doing this big ass fantasy draft type bullshit," you get to keep one player, GM Drew, or your <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Who are you keeping? Joe Burrow. Oh, already on the roster. Okay. Um, <laughs> You know that's tough. The the fan in me and 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 the 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 deep deep attachment I have to that team wants me to say AJ Green, just because he's been the consummate pro. 
and and they're in a real life situation where he's he's gonna play there. He's gonna either be franchise or get a deal. But um, he's getting older. He's had issues staying on the field. Um, so Joe Mixon, I think Mixon is I, the I guy. Thought you might go there. The the guy you have to keep. Another one I put in the running is Tyler Boyd. Um, he's he's shouldered the burden with you know AJ being out with Ryan Finley and, and, and put up good numbers when Jeff Driscoll played after Dalton got hurt um, you know last season um, he's up there but one thing that I noticed a lot this year in interviews and social media clips and Twitter and, and, and all that stuff was Mixon was a huge part of keeping that team together um, I I saw some things that he had had put on like an Instagram story that made me think that maybe he wanted to leave kind of early on in the season. Um, but and reporters have said this teammates have said it. I think he was a, a big part of what kept that team together because as bad as they were, they never quit. Um, they, they fought. And I mean, they, they almost completed one of the most historic comebacks in NFL history against the dolphins, which they are the dolphins and we didn't want to win that game. Um, but they never quit. Um, Zach Taylor gets a little bit of credit for that, as much of a flaw uh, as I can find in his offensive coaching. Um, but Mixon, man, he's a special talent. And there's plays that the average person doesn't really catch where he you know, he takes a pitch or he gets a handoff in the backfield and he's about to get hit for a three-yard loss and he makes that one guy miss and gets two or three. Oh, Mixon is damn um, good. He's damn good. Those small – you know, and those plays that – that keep you from those third and long situations because, okay, I, you know, that holy shit, I thought he was dead five yards in the backfield. He puts that cut on, he makes that move, he gets a couple yards, you're, you're still ahead of the sticks. Um, and and, and the, the, the way that he kind of kept the team together, um, you know, he has really grown from the issues that he had coming out of college as well. I haven't heard a bad thing about him off the field since he's been there. Um, even though he was mentored by Pac-Man Jones um, at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know how the hell the Bengals thought that was a good idea, but that that's probably my guy. Joe Mixon, if if you tell me, gun to my head, I have to keep one Bengals player for their success in the next three, four, five years, it's Joe Mixon, and they need to extend him as soon as possible as well. So th- honestly, and, and this is no insult at the Bengals, that's not what we're doing today, um, because there's talent there. Obviously, if I didn't take Minka – I'm going to take Jesse Bates. If I just didn't take Love Marlon, if I didn't take Marlon Humphreys, I'm going to take William Jackson the third. If I didn't have Nick Chubb, and I don't know if we're going to have Kareem Hunt anymore, I'm going to take Joe Mixon. Um, so there, there's a lot of talent, or you know, there's some talent in in Cincinnati, um, and Joe Burrow hopefully can bring that out. But that's not what this is about. But if I have one player, and I got to take him, and I'm hoping to God he can stay healthy. I'm taking AJ Green. That's a no no brainer for me. I'm putting AJ, I'm putting him and OBJ on the on on the outsides and I'm having Jarvis <laughs> in the slot. Talk I, about opposites. I mean, you want to talk about fucking loaded. Oh my god, you bring some height to that uh, uh you know the, those that receiving core. Um but that's where I'm going. Um and touching on AJ Green just for a second. I know this this isn't what we're doing, but it gets brought up a lot. Whether he stays in Cincinnati or not, I got a $150 stitched real A.J. Green jersey last fucking July, and he never played. But if he doesn't come back to Cincinnati, that's a guy I want to go see win a ring. Man, you know, and that's the way I felt about Joe Thomas. I'm yeah. Like, God yeah. damn, man. And, and, you know, we didn't even have any quarterbacks at the, when when Joe was there. <laughs> he but introduced it was like, himself in the huddle, he said. <laughs> you know, but I'm, you know, I'm like, man, I, you know, Joe needs to retire Brown, which he did. Um, but I was just like – Joe just has to be traded, man. You, right. you deserve this. Like you're, right. you're the Iron Man. Like, I was I was like that with Whitworth when they were in the Super Bowl with the Rams. I'm like, dude, win this for Whit. Right. You know, but yeah, that's where I'm at. You know, I'm uh, I'm 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 going with AJ and just boosting that offense up and 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 having my way. You know, doing what I want. He's top five if he's still on the field. I think, it, it, and that can be a debate for another the, day. The, the but, health, but yeah, scares me. Best ability is availability. Can, exactly. Can you stay on the field? Um, you know, but all right. So let's uh let's go to the, let's go to my team here. Let's go to the Browns and Cleveland Browns. And you know, like like we said, the 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 roster's loaded. You know, who can Excuse coach me. it? Can 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 Stefanski lo- uh coach it? And you know, um, this is a no brainer for me, man. I think we're gonna. I, I actually I think we're gonna agree on this one. I mean, if you're not gonna say Miles Garrett, what the fuck? Who who are you really gonna go with? I mean, Miles is just. Top three pass rusher, 
the defense just changed dramatically when Miles wasn't on the defense. We started getting gashed and no pressure and fucking, you know, teams are taking their tight ends and they're taking their left tackle and, you know, the left guard and, you know, they're triple teaming Miles at times. And it's just, you know, obviously Miles made a mistake, you know, and we hate Pittsburgh, but come on, he made a mistake. He, you know, he hit a dude with his helmet. You can't do that. Miles is going to be back week one. You can you can book it. Yeah, yeah, he's coming back. Miles is Miles is going to get reinstated. He's going to be back week one. Um, the NFL saw how terrible that looked, and did the okay the rest of the season, but indefinitely was was the way it was optics and the drafts coming, free agencies coming. People are going to start to forget about that. He'll be back week one. So, I mean, Kareem Hunt was what did he get eight games? I mean, yeah. and he. I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't want to piss people off with that. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, the Browns. I'm taking Miles. No, no, no question. And yeah, and I, I kind of knew that we were going to be right in there when you brought this topic up. And I mean, I love anybody that'll hit somebody from Pittsburgh in the head (laughs) with a helmet. I fucking love it. Um, top three pass rusher. Uh, easily. Um, I, I watch a lot of Browns, you know, you and I kind of have a similar setup. You've got your man cave with, you know, your big TV and two smaller ones on the side. I've got my living room, uh, set up. I actually talked my girlfriend into letting me do that, um, with a big TV and two on the side. So we like to watch our team on the big screen. If we're not watching together, that is, we do that a lot. And, you know, I have the division on this screen and, and probably a division game on the other screen. And then I'll bring in another one for red zone. Um, so I watch a lot of division football because that's that's what matters to us um and the change in the browns defense that you mentioned was easy to see i mean just watch completely different defense watch that pittsburgh game even and then watch the very next game i said i would take villanueva from pittsburgh and miles garrett ate his ass ate him up so uh, i've seen him you know tear the Bengals up um to me, the second most important position in football is pass rusher behind yeah, quarterback. I mean, the only thing you can argue after quarterback to me with pass rusher is left tackle. Left tackle or, you know, right tackle if you got a lefty, which, is, which isn't very common. But Miles Garrett is, is going to be my pick easily. Um, you know, Dunlap's still pretty good. You know, one thing, I, Sam Hubbard, 14 and a half sacks is the most out of anybody in that draft class that he came out of. Oh, I thought you were going to say 14 and a half last season. I'm like, huh? No, no, Where no. Where the hell career, did that come from? Career. And, you know, and talking about pass rushers. That's over like Bradley Chubb, just to put it out. He was like the top guy in that draft. Bradley also was out a lot of that season. Not, yeah, not, not throwing knocking. True, true, he's true, a, true. He's a Buckeye, so I appreciate that. Rotation guy, but I'm picturing Miles Garrett one side and Carl Lawson Carl on the Lawson, other. Carl Lawson, that's where I was about and to go. Cincinnati, play that fucking guy. What is up with that? Why I, do – I mean, I thought it was a Carl Marvin, Lawson is a fucking dog. I thought it was a Marvin Lewis thing because he didn't like the young guys, but, you know, Zach Taylor comes in and names Michael Jordan a rookie starting guard at the beginning of the season, so it's not a youth thing. Um, pass rush rotation's great. Hubbard gets a lot of his as being part of a rotation, and I've talked about the importance of that before, but he still didn't. I mean, Lawson was, you know, he, he blew his knee out. Maybe they were kind of, they were working him back in because I, I, you don't get a whole offseason to, to, to train and get better. You're rehabbing, so maybe that's it, but he was making impact plays when he was in the game. I don't get it. I Put him like there's fucking something in. more there. I don't, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Because, yeah. And it's like, it's almost like, like he's not working. Yeah, does he not work hard yeah, is enough? He, is practice, like, does he practice super bad? Or, you know, I, I would really like more intel of, of, of that situation because it just doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense. It, to me, it's kind of like what happened in Cleveland with Richard Higgins. Mm. The guy, you can't even get that guy on the field. Who Baker's was favorite target. Baker's favorite target, his security blanket, like, and and Richard came out and said, you know, if um, actually maybe it was Richard or Zanjoku, but one of them said, you know, if Freddie was back, they probably weren't going to be back in Cleveland. And but I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, yeah. I don't. I, you know, I would like more intel on on Lawson. I'd also like more uh, intel on on Higgins there because those are some talented players that aren't playing for their for their teams. I, I don't get it. 
Yeah, I don't understand that one too. That was a that was a really good question. Um, I, I think I saw you know something about it kind of tossed around and wanted to get our input on that. And that's another thing. Um, interact with us, man. We're going to post this up. Uh, you know, we always like to make sure you guys are aware when the new ones drop. Um, tell us your team. Tell us your division. Who do you want out of there? Um, and uh, the NFC East with the Cowboys and the Giants and the Redskins. Um, maybe sit this one out. That division sucks. <laughs> All right, you guys can chime in too. I'm just playing. Uh, but that's all we're going to have for that one. Um, moving on here. Kind of wanted to uh, transition a little bit into the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Super Bowl is this week. Um, don't want to talk about it too much. Austin should be back on Thursday, and that's going to be a big part of, uh, of Thursday's podcast. Um, but one of the things that we, we, were, we were all talking about here today is right now the spread is the – Kansas City Chiefs minus two. Yeah. So, kind of a neutral. Like, usually the home team gets like three, so it's uh, you know neutral side. I don't know, but that's that, that was interesting. I thought they were going to have the Chiefs with, with a little bit more of a cushion. I seen an article today, um, and it said that uh, a lot of the top NFL executives thinks that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to run away with this game. Pretty much beat up pretty good on the 49ers. Yeah. Um, I don't see that at all. I don't, I, I don't either. I see a great competitive game that that's going to come down. To, it, it's going to come down to quarterback play, which I think most big games do. Um, and that's you know where some people might find an edge one way or the other. But also the running game. The running game's big in the postseason, so you can see it both ways. Um, I don't anticipate a blowout by either side. Um, I anticipate a game that keeps us locked in and engaged. Um, throughout. Um, and I think we'll get more into our firm predictions and what we think is going to happen on Thursday's episode. Um, so I don't want to go into that too much. Um, chiefs are, are one of the most high powered offenses in the league and the, the 49ers have one of the best pass stopping defenses in the league, just based off their pass rush alone. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I don't want to give my prediction. I won't give that prediction until, um, Thursday, and I'm not trying to go one way or the other, but I will say this. If I see a blowout coming, say for some odd reason this Super Bowl is a blowout, I think the 49ers are more, are more likely to blow out the Chiefs than the Chiefs are to blow out the 49ers. Just because you've seen it so many times from the Niners with you know the Packers and, and, and other teams, because if the 49ers get the run game going, the Chiefs are fucked. Yeah, because yeah, Kyle Shanahan is not gonna, he's not gonna give up on it like he did, and you know when he was with Atlanta. Um, I think he learned his lesson on that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I I don't see a blowout coming either way. But if there is a blowout, I think it's more likely that the 49ers blow out the Chiefs. Just on the fact that they can dominate the game, keep Tyreek, keep Travis Kelsey, keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline. That's if there's a blowout, I'm kind of with you. I think if there's a blowout, it's going to be a shocking 49er blowout. And and what do you what do you do during blowouts? You dominate, and how do you dominate the game? You dominate with defense, defense, which check mark towards the 49ers and the run game. Controlling Don't get me clock. wrong. I would probably take Damian Williams over the running backs that oh um, yeah, Monster you know, the, the yeah. 49ers have. But I'm taking Kyle Shan- Kyle Shanahan's uh, a, a run zone. A scheme that he has over anything yeah oh yeah because look at what it did i mean yeah if if there is a blowout i'm with you it's going to be the niners blowing them out i think that would shock a lot of people i don't see it happening but if if it were to be that would be it i just can't believe if and if that article's true i mean i i don't know the source on that i just i just seen top nfl execs think that if there's a blowout that the chiefs are going to blow them out and i just i just don't see that don't get me wrong we've said over and over and over again how how quick the Chiefs can put up points but oh yeah you're dealing with an entire di- entirely different animal with that 49ers defense like they are the real deal yeah and that's not a you know not a prediction or anything uh, as to who's going to win i i could see either team winning right now i'm going to have to kind of look at and i'd like to come in here informed you know before thursday look at some more stats look at some more info check a few injuries out see kind of how things are going before i form like my formal prediction for you guys um where you know we we will be including you with that um we can actually announce that we're doing a uh, f- uh, f- 
not Frickers, a Roosters gift card giveaway. Um, so tune yeah, in we'll have more that. details on that and exactly, you know, how you can win that. You know, obviously we had a um, Troy Krigler um, won the Frickers one, but the people have spoken. Drew don't like it. And, Get uh, the fuck out of here. Dude, I got Frickers to go the other day, and it fucking sucked. Oh, no. awful, dude. I'm with you now. Frickers to go does suck. I, I, I got it um, probably a week ago. Um, and it, it, I don't know if it's the containers, I don't know if it's the food, I don't know what, it's not good, but fresh frickers over roosters all day, any fucking day of the week. I don't care how many people voted, I don't care how many times I've had this discussion roosters with Roosters almost doubled up frickers, dude. Yeah, well, They're, whatever. <laughs> we want hey, to get burnt food from roosters. Next time you go to roosters, take a picture of their super tube and send it to me. <laughs> hey, I, and that's the one thing I get frickers. If I if I'm uh, beer prices, if I'm drinking a beer and I want to watch a, a, a UFC fight, and I don't, you know I don't want to buy it. Uh, I'm definitely going to going to frickers for that. But food wise, we went off on a tangent there. But food wise, roosters killing them. You're um, wrong. You're you're wrong. But, okay. but yeah, so we, you know, got, just wanted to uh, give that to you guys again. So we are going to have another giveaway. It's going to be a roosters gift card. Um, we want everybody involved. Um, we'll, we'll have more details on Thursday of exactly how you can win that gift card, and we'll post it up. We'll have a well. We'll give this one a couple days. Um, you know, we'll we'll have a post on how you can win that card, but it's definitely going to do with the Super Bowl um, and being right about something. We we like competition. We want to know uh, who, who either is lucky or who knows their shit. And if you like competition as well and you want to compete in that to win, don't be scared to share our page with your friends. Have them like it. Have them get involved in the conversation. Don't try to keep it a secret and ring it. All right? Get, let's get as many people as we can involved and win it fair and square. Don't hide it. Don't don't not have people get in because you want a better shot. Let's let's have some fun with it. Let's compete. You never know. You uh, you get a, a buddy that you know gets on there and, and likes the page, and he might buy you some fucking chicken wings, people. Yeah, and – you know, you don't have to enjoy them because they will be from roosters, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Um, so that's uh, kind of what we're looking at, you know, for, for the Super Bowl coming up. Expect a lot more on it um, Thursday, like we have said. Um, Austin should be back in here with us. Um, that's kind of a fluid situation. Uh, anybody that has a child probably knows. Um, I actually don't know. Um, so it's a it's a fluid situation. Um, you know, we, we, we really appreciate you guys tuning in today. Um you know, kind of a, a, a weird episode, a, a somber episode. I'm I'm not my normal self making as many jokes or, or, or yelling because I'm 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 down, man. Um it, it hurts. Um so we appreciate that. Um and tune back in on Thursday. We'll be back in here. Um as always, get with us. You want to come in and give us your Super Bowl prediction, um, you know, stop by, call in, give us a you know a Facebook message. Uh, the same stuff we say every show. Um, we've we've had some engagement. Uh, some people we've had some scheduling conflicts. So um, we 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 are looking for that. Um, got some got some things in the works uh, that I think you guys will really really like. I'm not going to really spoil it at all, um, but it's going to be something that I think is fairly big and will be very insightful for you guys coming in the future. So um, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I, I do want to leave you guys um, kind of how we brought you in um, with a quote that stuck out to me uh, from Kobe Bryant. Um, and I think it kind of applies to things outside of sports. It can be, you know, parent, parenthood, um, your job, um, you know, hobbies, passions, whatever it is. But uh, the quote reads, I have self-doubt. I have insecurity. I have fear of failure. I have nights when I show up at the arena and I'm like, my back hurts. My feet hurt. My knees hurt. I don't have it. I just want to chill. We all have self-doubt. You don't deny it, but you also don't capulate to it. You embrace it. And I think that that can, you know, really stick with a lot of people in a lot of aspects. And that's that's kind of how Kobe has impacted the game, um, you know, outside of the game, which is the game of life and, and, and something that people can look to and read back and when they're going through a tough time. So, um, you know, like I said, I wanted to start at how we brought it in, paying respect to one of my heroes and um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. What can I say? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.